everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Library Coven. It is our final episode of 2022, our fourth annual year in review show. I went back and looked at how many years we've done this. <laughs> so we're going to be discussing all things media, reflect on some personal milestones, and towards the end, we're going to answer audience questions. So stay tuned for those because neither of us wrote down answers, so it's going to be very <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> yeah, some some of y'all were brave and dare I say spicy, so that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, these shows are a fun departure for us from the usual episode structure and script, and we hope that you enjoy it and come away with some recommendations going into the new Gregorian calendar year. If that's if we're going by capitalist white Eurocentric time, which alas we are. <laughs> and speaking of time and episodes and things, we are going to be returning to your airwaves on February seventh with an episode about the Atlas Six by Olivia Blake. We're taking a little bit of a winter hibernation period by which I mean we'll both be working on the other things <laughs> that we're always working on <laughs> and probably be recording and and things like that but we'll see so yeah you can tune in till then and hopefully these recommendations tide you over okay so now with that preamble or pre-ramble <laughs> shall we say <laughs> I'm getting my puns in at the top of the episode you have to you have to <laughs> okay so that's over and I'm Kelly and I'm Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to start as per usual with our favorite fiction books, the books that we couldn't put down this year. I will get us started with Blood Marked by Tracy Dion, an episode that you will have before you have this one. But love, love, love Tracy Dion. As you know, we are just like obsessed with her. So, top of the list. Lore Olympus by Rachel Smith. Smythe? I don't know how to pronounce their last name, but it's probably in there somewhere. This is all over our Discord, too. You know, people just Everyone's loving it. Everyone's loving it. Yes. Um, Finding Junie Kim by Ellen O. I literally cried, like, sobbing tears reading this book. And it's like a middle grade novel. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Taking notes on that one. Would recommend. Loved it. The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches by Sangu Mandana. That book was fabulous. So cozy. We love it for the winter. Yes, it's a perfect winter read. Um, Frizzy by Clarabelle A. Ortega. And then Wash Day Diaries by Jamila Rouser and Robin Smith. Those are those are my couldn't put downs. What, what were yours? <laughs> my first one that I put on here is also a middle grade that I also wept through. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Ivalice Explains It All by Andrea Beatriz Arango. And who we follow on Instagram. We follow on Instagram. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, she also has a podcast with her friends mm -hmm. about books. Um, I feel like it's called Only Lovers Book Club, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, this was her debut novel and it's a novel in verse and the pages are like um, notebook pages because Ibelis is writing in her journal and writing poems in her journal about what's going on. And yeah, she, it talks about mental health. It talks about, um, uh, yeah, her, her, um, abuela moves in and she has Alzheimer's and just like about taking medicine and being different and, you know, having big curly hair, you know, which is also a theme with the last two that you just mentioned. <laughs> yeah. So it was just all the things and I just loved it so much and it was so it was so I don't know my inner child needed to read it so <laughs> highly recommend adding it to the TBR 
I had to put The Lost Dreamer on here by Liz Huerta. I, that was one of the standouts um, for me that we've read so far, um, for sure. Just like a gorgeous SF, so SFF, more like fantasy, actual fantasy. Yeah, just incredible. I also this year read um, Parable of the Sower for the first time by Octavia Butler, which is transcendental. So fucking good. Like the hype is real. <laughs> it's so it's just like I I mean, I had obviously knew of Octavia Butler and had worked with, you know, the work of other black feminists who had, you know, used her work as like the foundation of their theorizing and yeah, I was like, okay, it's time to get in and actually read her work. And yeah, it's as incredible as everyone says it is. So I will definitely be Love it. reading more. And my last one is a a graphic novel. Like you had Laura Olympus. Mine is Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe. It was so, so good. Coming of age, just about being like a queer person, you know, both in gender and sexuality. And is just like gorgeously illustrated and the color is amazing and... Yeah, just a standout, a standout for me this year. Oh, gonna have to put that on my TBR also. That sounds wonderful. Fave rereads. This section will be short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with um, school, reading for the podcast, reading for book club that I'm in, and reading for the award committee I'm on. I did not reread anything this year. It's like, were you even reading anything though? It doesn't sound like you're very busy. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm already at uh, like 99 books for the year um, and my goal was 50. So I am reading to, like a lot. and 200% yes. of what you expected. Yeah. So yeah, just a lot of books and so no rereads. <laughs> did you did you not reread uh, Legendborn? Not even? Not even Legendborn? No. What? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. I know. You know, I it's know. desperate I times. Like, I don't have time. So I just read Bloodborne. <laughs> terrible what about you what did you reread this year yotan boko i didn't reread like <laughs> anything this year i do revisit emergent strategy and pleasure activism regularly just kind of like grab them and do like bibliomancy you know open up to a page and i'm like what do i need to hear right now mm-hmm. um love that magical practice but like didn't reread cover to cover still pretty good i would say <laughs> you're getting more more in than me <laughs> <laughs> Um, new authors discovered this year. Um, I had quite a few. Yes, so, so many. many things. Ellen O, which I mentioned at the beginning, who wrote Finding Junie Kim. I read her book for an Asian American youth literature class and loved it. Um, Katie Robert, Neon God. Shout out to Diana for pushing me out of my comfort zone as far as romance go because I absolutely loved it. <laughs> That's a lot of chili pepper romance. It's so good. Yes, yes. Tracy Livesay, who wrote American Royalty. Um, that book was fantastic. The protagonist is from like kind of close to where I'm from in Virginia. So that was really fun. Clarabelle A. Ortega, who I mentioned, wrote Frizzy, but also Witchlings, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, loved that book. Both of them. Um, Aislinn Brophy wrote How to Succeed in Witchcraft. And I read that for the award committee I'm on. Um, and their book was just fantastic. Um Maybe a little heavy-handed at times, but I feel like necessary for the story that they're telling. So love that. All right. Eric J. Brown, who wrote All That's Left in the World. It's not science fiction or fantasy, which we talked about like off air, (laughs) but really fun book. And Tiffany McDaniel. This one is from, was that I read for book club as 
um, Cynthia from Cynthia's reading list um, suggested for our book club and I did not think I would like it it's very long like over 500 pages but did you it say was the a title fantastic book oh the, the title is Betty um, check all the content warnings you need a ton of them for this book um, but it was just so well written and the story was just fantastic so I would recommend what about you I second what you said, both Clarabelle A. Ortega and Katie Robert. Those are the only ones I can speak to because the rest you mentioned were new to me. So I'm taking <laughs> notes. <laughs> Mine are Andrea Beat- Beatriz Arango for Ivelis Explains It All. Eden Robinson was new to me. We read oh, yeah. Son of a Trickster for mm-hmm. the podcast last spring slash last season in yeah spring 2022. I would also say Raquel Vasquez Gilliland. Yeah. I really enjoyed Sia Martinez, Sia Martinez and the Moonlit Beginning of Everything. And I also read How Moon Fuentes Fell in Love with the Universe, which is the little the YA romance or like new adult oh, romance um, okay. that she wrote. And it was very good. Maya Kobabe, the genderqueer author and illustrator, and also Liz Huerta, who wrote The Lost Dreamer. Such good choices. I'm like, we're taking notes. Everyone take notes. Actually, I'll put all the links in the show notes. <laughs> we'll we'll <laughs> take the notes do for this. you. Don't worry. <laughs> Most villainous villains. Ugh, just like anti-blackness, queer phobia, misogyny, parents, you know. The usual <laughs> suspects. Yeah, the same as always. I had to put parents on there after reading Betty and some of the other books that I've read this year. And I'm like, man, parents can be terrible. So, yeah. <laughs> Fave ships this year. You start us off. Andrew and Jamie from All That's Left in the World, Mika and Jamie, and we're going on Jamie <laughs> vibes um, from the very irregular society, sis- secret society of irregular witches, B and Levi from Love on the Brain. I didn't mention Allie Hazelwood at the top because I really like this book, but like mm-hmm. could have put it down at any time, but it was very good. And then Persephone and Hades from both Laura Olympus and Nia and Gaz. I think I just love Persephone and Hades, like top tier trope persephone at it all persephone and hades is really having a moment i know i mean if we're being honest it probably started with akatar so you know oh oh my god how like, did i not realize that that's totally a persephone and hades mm-hmm, oh my mm-hmm. god <laughs> <laughs> i am like have i even been paying attention for the last however many years oh my god I don't think I would have known if people weren't talking about it on, you know. But it's like the whole forbidden romance thing, Mm -hmm. King of the Underworld. Oh my! And he comes and takes her. You know, it's like it's it's the thing. It's the whole thing. God damn it! Yeah. Oh my god! Why is this so (laughs) mind blowing to me? I'm having a moment, being like, I should know. Nothing. There's nothing new under the sun. No, nothing. Nothing at all. Oh, I'm just looking at yours now, and now I feel so silly for missing. Um, I'm Ugh. gonna do the big two that Jesse missed, which is obviously <laughs> Charlie and Nick from Heartstopper. Oh mm-hmm, my God, Heartstopper! Mm-hmm. How did I not put that in? I mean, I know it wasn't from 2022, but it was new to me in 2022. Mm-hmm. I like <laughs> crushed that webtoon, like mm-hmm. so fast. Oh my God, so good! <laughs> and also, also for me, Brian Sell from Bloodmarked and Legendborn. Yeah, I don't know why I missed that one also, but (laughs) those are top tier picks, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Problematic faves. Maybe problematic faves are like, maybe we're not, we're done with like problematic couples this year because I have none. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't either. We can probably just delete this section here. I'm going to delete it for our future. (laughs) 
<laughs> ones. We just have faves now. And if mm-hmm. there are problems, we talk about them. Exactly. Exactly. Hashtag true confessions. Books that we still haven't read slash books we can't read to read in 2023. I did not change the year oh. in the notes. This is what happens when you just copy and paste from years before. I have so many, but I'm going to say All My Rage uh, by Saba Tahir and Babel by R.F. Kuang because I really want to read them. So I think they might be winter break reads, but I also really want to just get back into some like hardcore romance. Not hardcore, but like, you know, all the feels. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly? (laughs) I'm just going to say that those are very good examples and I'm going to plagiarize you. You cited me, though, so that's not plagiarizing. Okay, well, thank thank you. Exactly. So maybe I'm not (laughs) plagiarizing. I'm just copying now. (laughs) YA fantasy trends slash trends in publishing industry. I mean, there's all this stuff going on. Slash neither of us are on Twitter as much. So no. So if you're following us on Twitter, come over to Instagram because we don't. Sorry, buddies. (laughs) Yeah, it's a shit show. Um. Well, especially Speaking with like of, the new shit going on. That's not oh e- it was before that and now yeah. it's a whole other level. But yes. Yeah. Yes. There's always shit going on. Um, I think I've avoided a lot since I'm not on Twitter. Uh, but you obviously can't avoid it all. I know there was recently some shitty reviewer who left a bad review for Babel because the book challenges like white colonialism and apparently it made them feel bad. LMAO. Like, <laughs> cue the white women tears. <laughs> um, and I was really glad to see people calling them out. And I don't think I would have seen this if I wasn't like always on TikTok. Was it Toni Morrison that said like white supremacy is like is a distraction that's what it serves is to distract <laughs> us from the stuff that actually matters and it's like so true uh, yeah yeah and i feel like um, the social media can just be like the echo chamber that amplifies mm-hmm. stuff that like is frivolous yeah. i mean it's also a very important tool you know it can be leveraged yeah. in certain ways but yeah just like oh my god such a distraction al- it's just yeah, like yeah but the algorithms keep us in our like little bubbles and so it's good to hear what's going on elsewhere but it can be hard to hear about stuff um sometimes uh, speaking about TikTok, I think a lot of people have been gaining huge followings on TikTok, um, which is great for some of them. <laughs> and I think some readers are starting to realize that you can't trust all the reviews there. Uh, we talked about this in the Discord. Like, they really hype up books on TikTok, and some of them are so terrible. Like, I read one this year, and I didn't even put it, like, I didn't even review it for Instagram. It was so bad. I think Instagram might be a better platform and that you can really get to know, like get more into the reviews um, instead of people like posting one really good line in a TikTok video and you like really have to wade through to find reviewers you can trust on TikTok. That's not to say like that people don't have good reviews there. Lots of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found some really good books there, especially from, you know, black people of color um, reviewers. But yeah. I'm always looking for reviews in other places uh, if I see something good on TikTok because I just don't trust them anymore. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's a good just general strategy to go by, you know, like corroborate, make sure you know your sources mm-hmm. and that you, you know, trust the content they're putting <laughs> out there, right? If it's this random person that we have no idea who they are, like, I don't know. Yeah, I have this thing. It's it's not a really about TikTok at all, but like, then never mind. I won't bring it up. It's too off topic. <laughs> I'll rein myself in. Oh, my God. I just think like, like that one minute time limit. I know it's like three minutes now, but like to capture someone in one minute, you can't give a really thorough, like a good enough review to let someone know if they'll want to read it. And I feel like a lot of people there are also not reading the books they're reviewing. So 
sorry that's like my yeah it feel, tiktok feels like <laughs> even take. more of a visual medium and mm-hmm. more of a like snappy like short attention yeah. span medium than even instagram is which is saying mm-hmm. something yeah and i love tiktok don't get me wrong <laughs> jesse's trying, been trying to get me to get to tiktok for a long time <laughs> but also don't because it's a time suck <laughs> and so for now i'm content to just watch the the random tiktok that i get sent or reels like three months later when it's on Instagram. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I try not even to do that, but sometimes I fail. <laughs> yeah, the, the TikTok is not something that I see a direction us going in. That's like a lot of production no. and time too. I just am like, yeah. also want to give respect to those content creators because, oh my like, gosh, yeah. Just making audio content is a lot of work, you know, on video yeah. and, and visual is all, I mean, it's a, it's all a lot. And to just like keep up with it. I feel like you have to create so much content. Totally. Um, And I just don't think like either of us have the time for that. But like big ups to people who do because or like not that they have the time, but who like can do that. I'm it's it's very impressive what people have been able to do there. All right, we're gonna go to non pod related stuff because it's fun and we rarely do it. (laughs) Except for on the random tangent in an occasional episode. Uh, personal milestones jesse what's going on okay yeah so your podcast book which is getting published (laughs) um i wrote some things in the past year um with some other cool people and they're getting published and i feel really weird about it but in what way (laughs) i don't know it just feels like wrong to me for some reason like this isn't something that i'm supposed to do but Ah. it also is imposter Um, syndrome Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You're a badass. <laughs> I, yeah. I guess this means my like academic work is going pretty good. Um, and I'm excited particularly about what I wrote about like TAs disrupting the classroom. And I'm really proud of that. Um, and the person that I worked with um, is fantastic. Um, her name is Letty. And it was like really like a privilege to work with her. Um, she's very knowledgeable about library things and just in general. Um, so yeah, fun, fun things. <laughs> amazing <laughs> you're so incredible congratulations Thank i'm totally you. putting in a raucous applause <laughs> in post <laughs> kelly personal milestones mine's a little bit on um, just like the other side of the coin the other face of the coin um that i've officially broken up with academia I am going to be so bold to say that I'm on the other side of the breakup. Even mm-hmm. there was a whole playlist. <laughs> Why are men great till they got to be great? There was definitely Lizzo on it. There was a lot of, <laughs> it was so good. Like crying, emotional eating, venting to and with friends, therapy, the whole works. It's a whole like relationship that I had to grieve and come out on the other side of. And now I'm like learning to embrace my weird artistic self and work and reconnecting to my intuition and cultivating my disabled slash crip community ecosystem. So rad witchy shit like that is what I'm looking forward to. Snaps all around. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Fave nonfiction books. I put so Uh, many in here. You did. I really went for it. You did. You read a lot of nonfiction this year. Do you want to start? Sure. So this is a list of stuff I read. And then I also did a list of can't wait to read for nonfiction, which I forgot to put up further. Um, (laughs) So my top nonfiction will be Liberated to the Bone by Susan Raffo. Like, seriously, this is an AK Press recent one that came out. Um, in the Emergent Strategy series. And like, seriously, I'm ripped open and will never be the same. Like, damn, so good about like 
embodiment and breath and all these different things and and justice and just like all the things world making and trauma and generational healing and movement work it's just like so good um the future is disabled by leah lakshmi piepsna samaran sinha listening to the audiobook right now currently weeping through it like slash just you know just wanting to like jump up and down and just be you know our weird disabled neurodivergent selves because it's just like an incredible reclamation and it's exactly what i need needed slash will need going into chapter like 869 of this mini <laughs> during like the whole like institutional mass forgetting gaslighting and violence um cannot recommend this enough it's so good i i'm like i think two-thirds of the way through and i'm just like i do not want it to be done i will listen to this over and over I also read We Do This Till We Free Us by Mariam Kaba this year. Incredible abolitionist organizer and just like brings abolition into like, no, this is what we do in the here and now. It's not like an imagined future. It's like practices. I also read Dear Sentheron by Akweke Amezi. Love it. So good. The poetic, the how like raw and just like honest it is. I think that's just um, aspirational. And All About Love I read for the first time by Bell Hooks, which really stands the test of time and it was definitely like a it was a core meditation of various podcasts that I listen to and really enjoy which we have I have a whole podcast quarter coming up team. don't <laughs> <I> worry <laughs> <laughs> brilliant imperfection by Eli Clare incredible work um, about like the subtitle is grappling with cure so like from it's a, a core work of disability studies essentially mm-hmm. it's incredible and then also braiding sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmerer I read that and it's definitely recommend it's just she writes so beautifully and just makes you want to like makes you fall in love with the world again you know which is something i feel like we can use in these times that are like pretty shitty across the board (laughs) um can't wait to read top 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 black disability politics by dr sammy shulk who like end game maybe we're he manifesting it would love to have on the podcast <laughs> post-colonial astrology by alice sparkly clat adrian Marie brown's new release fables and spells and also the anthology trust kids stories on youth autonomy and confronting adult supremacy um this is kind of like a new growth edge for me figuring out yeah just like working with youth and want to learn more you know about how it can be in like a more liberated kind of relationship with them instead of just like projecting our own shit and redoing our own patterns <laughs> yeah like to your parent comment you know earlier mm-hmm, even though mm-hmm. not a parent but like uncle auntie mm-hmm, <laughs> uncle mm-hmm. whatever yeah and then also some therapy deep cuts that i'm looking forward to like the body is not an apology by sonia renee taylor which i've started um there's also dr Kristen ness the self-compassion workbook which i've heard is really good and also my grandmother hand my grandmother's hands by Dr. Rizma Menachem, which is about racialized trauma and like healing from whiteness, essentially. <laughs> um, oh, and I also want to read Dr. Ruha Benjamin's new book, Viral Justice. She wrote Race After Technology and mm-hmm. really want to read the next one. My nonfiction TBR is like so long and I often it's longer than my fiction TBR, <laughs> which the podcast like to a certain extent kind of helps me churn through. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, favorite shows. We're getting to the TV media section, which is where <laughs> we shine, especially Jesse. Uh, so I literally started keeping a list after we recorded last year so that I remember everything I wouldn't watch since the last time we did this. So this is everything I have watched and loved since 
our last year review episode. Uh, I do this for you, but also so I can remember what to watch next. <laughs> um, so here are the things. Uh, number one top show this year was definitely Heartstopper. I've watched it twice. Um, I watched it by myself and then cried and then made my husband watch it with me so I could watch it again. <laughs> my little gay heart is exploding. Oh my God. It's so good. It's so good. Um, followed quickly by Bake Off because I love it every year. Um, <laughs> so good. I can't wait for more of Heartstopper. I'm very excited that they're doing more. Um, I also loved slash enjoyed Emily in Paris. And I don't care if you think it's trashy. I will watch whatever I want. People can get fucked if they care that much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm really looking forward to the new season, which comes out a week from when we're recording this. I don't care. Yay. Um, <laughs> um, Wheel of Time was really good. I loved moon night um and it's been so fun to watch like people's creativity around the marvel things coming out and like their takes on them on tiktok um and on social media but mostly on tiktok um i just loved it peaky blinders finished up this year um mm-hmm. and i watched that call the midwife which i always watch every year uh i got rid of cable so i have to wait like a whole year to watch it now but like i cry every year when i watch it Dairy Girls ended this year, which was really disappointing. Oh, but it was they so good. did such a good job. I mean, I didn't really appreciate Chelsea Clinton at the end. But no. Like, other like, than that. Seriously, get fucked. <laughs> Speaking of getting fucked. But anyway. Um, Umbrella Academy was very good. I felt like it could have ended there, but they're going to do one final season. Um, so I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, Our Flag Means Death, which I took forever to watch, was fantastic. The boys check the content warnings. It is not the superhero show you think it will be. <laughs> what we do in the shadows, the newest season. Love that show. Miss Mar or Miss Marvel. I did not. Is that what the show is called? Yes. Miss, not Ms. Oh, Miss. <laughs> I think. Um, no, it's Ms. Yeah. Okay. Well, that show was fantastic. I read the first comic book and it was very good um never have i ever and the witcher i will say i'm very disappointed that henry cavill is leaving the witcher i probably will not watch it with liam hemsworth because like no thank you and last but not least wednesday um i kind of don't like tim burton for like (laughs) reasons of you know keeping people of color out of his works um he did a little better this time although he could really work on the context for bianca that was like why did you have to give them some kind of anyways um yeah it was very like (laughs) that that was on the like yeah can i say it like the sapphire stereotype yeah of black women i don't know just like yeah things we have things to say but yes yes um but i have always loved wednesday adams i literally dressed up as wednesday adams on the day i got married which was halloween um (laughs) she's my idol i live to be wednesday adams um so yes i loved it jenny ortega was perfect i'm so glad that they're doing this show and i hope they make lots and lots more (laughs) okay kelly (laughs) well and let it be known that jesse loves a mystery in tv and movie format i do well, I, w- I loved Sherlock. TV, great. Movies, great. Don't like to read them. <laughs> Did you watch the new Knives Out? It's only in theaters. It's not on Netflix till like December 21st. Oh, then or that's a no. Something. Yeah, so I'll watch it when it's on Netflix. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm so glad you put Our Flag Means Death on there. I had forgotten to put that on there and <laughs> on my list. And it was like by far one of my favorites this year. Um, love a non-binary character actually getting some mm-hmm. visibility. Yes. Just like so good. 
Also Echo, Bake Off, Heartstopper, Dairy Girls, Peaky Blinders, Unparalleled Academy, Miss Marvel, Never Have I Ever, <laughs> Moon Knight, Wheel of Time, like also good. Wednesday, super cute. Love the goth protagonist. And also I like the kind of warm nuance rather than like hot takes that are coming out mm-hmm. of kind of social media about the behaviors and autism and neurodivergence and crazy and mad folks IRL and how those things are like kind of revindicated in this character. But anyway, and obviously like layers of racialization and whiteness and all this yeah. shit. But like, anyway, I loved the bear on Hulu. So, oh, so, so good. Um, yeah. Just like so well acted. Also reservation dogs. New season oh, was good. Reservation dogs. Oh, I haven't watched a new season yet. It's on my list. <laughs> um, it's, it's really good. Um, there were some episodes that I definitely wept through rings of power, AKA Lord of the Rings show. Um, I have lots of feelings about that one. Welcome to Wrexham was so good. Documentary about Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds buying a football team in Wales. And I love Rob McElhenney and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. (laughs) So it was, it's just like, it was very good and they had to do like product placement and stuff, but they were like cheeky about it because they knew that they had to do it. It's just like, Mm -hmm. there's some meta about the like whole industry eye roll stuff, you know? Um, but it's very it's very good and love how you get to you know they're they're making changes there like that are actually important like Mm. there's a disabled woman who uses a wheelchair and she's been volunteering and doing so all sorts of like essentially like accessibility audit and Mm -hmm. like outreach to the community for and she was volunteering for forever and they like are paying her to do the work now you know so they're like making some actual changes and you see they interview people from the town and stuff like that so it's pretty cool Abbott Elementary I started watching this year it's so good it's so funny and lovely and just like it's it's nice to like uh, it's just like a a bright spot whenever it's like a feel-good show so good Mae Martin's feel good and Bilal Baig's sort of are just like the quintessence of weird NB comedy queer comedy drama acting and writing that I like cannot recommend enough um especially sort of they're both on HBO Oh, is Nate or is Feel Good on Netflix? No, it's on HBO, I think. I'll use IMDb to put it in the notes so people can find it. <laughs> but yeah, they're both so good. Cannot recommend enough. Like, go watch. Um, and they're both short, which is nice. Kind of nice mm-hmm. to have not have like be at the hour um, mark. I forgot to put Normal People, the drama limited mm. series um, with Paul Mescal and Daisy Edgar Jones. Um, that was on 2021, but I. It's out in 2021, but I forgot to put it on our list there. So I'm putting it here now because I just like loved it. It was beautiful. Um, very well acted. And let it be known that I also dabble in Shondaland. So I've been watching Grey's Anatomy since it first came out and I'm still there <laughs> riding it out. <laughs> and even when they're just like fucking preaching at me and I'm like, oh my God. Oh, but that reminds me. I forgot Bridgerton. That's also on oh, my list. Bridgerton. This season was so good. This I forgot past about season, like, season two was so good. Loved it. I'm going to put Bridgerton so I don't forget. Thank you. Bridgerton. <laughs> Bridgerton. Oh my gosh. I'm just realizing I'm the Wednesday Adams and you're Enid. Oh my you're God. It's so my true. Wednesday. I am Enid. I am definitely Enid. It's let it be known. <laughs> I don't have rainbow hair right now, but I have in the past. Not now, but you have. <laughs> <laughs> um, And I do have like a rainbow sequin sparkly jumpsuit. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely. You are very glittery glittery and bright colored and more dog-like right in mm-hmm. red whereas wednesday's yeah. like way more, more like cat-like. a cat oh my god <laughs> <Yeah>. so true <laughs> oh my god so, yes. 
And then I actually rewatched some stuff. Nice. Like evergreen rewatches for me are Steven Universe. Best show, I think, that has ever existed. I will die on that sword, at least for now. It's so good. Um, <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. Love those worlds um, and the fandoms. And then also Sense8 on Netflix. It is so good. It. I would love for you to watch it because I'm curious okay. what you would think about it. I'll it's just like, list. it's very queer. It's mm-hmm. by the, the Wachowski sisters did it oh okay yeah is it is it like horror i thought it was like a scary thing like stranger there's things? like some thriller aspect of it because mm-hmm. um homo sapiens is like trying to mess with this other mm. homo sensorium which is like these people that okay. can like feel each other's feelings essentially and they are born in clusters right of people all over the world it's like clusters of eight people who can oh, sense their own sense yeah, each other's sure. um and like a inhabit each other's bodies to a certain extent sometimes it's mm. so cool but there's like a thriller aspect to it okay but yeah it's it's so good i just want everyone to, to watch it it's so good all right fave movies so similar to last year i did not watch a ton of movies this year um i did watch hocus pocus 2 which was pretty cute and i love that they like really diversified the cast um like you know for like the new people coming in and you know i thought it was a pretty good story even if it wasn't like the best movie it's like disney channel original movie caliber like visual visuals wise you know oh wow like i mean it's not like disney movie levels you know i don't know but it was it was very good I watched The Gray Man, which I mostly watch because of Chris Evans. America's ass. America's <laughs> ass. <laughs> um, it was okay, but I think it would have been better if it was rated R. And I feel like I say that about a lot of PG-13, like... Action movies? Yeah, like, I, if there's no blood, like, it's less believable. I don't think you need it, but I'm like, I feel like people would say fuck more than two times when they're, like, people are trying to kill them. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, I love No Way Home, which is the best Marvel movie I watched this year. Um, in that vein, I watched Thor Love and Thunder, and it might have been, like, my biggest disappointment of the year. Really? I think I maybe had, like, yeah, it just wasn't a very good, like, Thor movie. There was, mm-hmm. like, too much side stuff going on, and it was just, like, yeah. a bit much to get him to the point where he's a parent now. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if I needed that. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the Batman, which was fine, but didn't live up to my expectations and was way too long, even though I love Zoe Kravitz. So I would watch another one for her. <laughs> Should I watch it? I haven't seen it. Yes, but just like going with the expectation that it's like probably 30 to 45 minutes longer than it needs to be. And like have um, something to knit or whatever. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. I was like checking my watch to be like, when is this like, going to be done? Okay. Yeah. I watched Venom 2, which was also a disappointment. A lot of disappointing movies this year. Um, I also haven't seen Wakanda forever. I feel like someone's going to be like, oh my God, Jesse, have you seen Wakanda forever? Um, so that will probably make the list, but like next year, cause I'm going to wait for it to come to Disney plus because like, I seriously love the MCU, even when the movies are a disappointment, but I just don't like feel very comfortable going to the movies anymore. Um, so I will just wait for things to come out where I can watch them at home. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same regarding movie theaters, just like mm-hmm. maybe a 10 a.m. in the middle of the week, yeah. like masked or something. Yeah. But like also, is that worth my low grade background anxiety or whatever yeah. that I'm going to have while experiencing? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a it's a balancing act. Standout film for me. My top top was I would say two. Um, the Woman King. 
hands down, all the stars, bought it on Apple TV so I could watch it because I couldn't wait anymore. It was like 20 bucks, but I'm like, I don't care. I'll watch it again. Like, who cares? And also like want to support those sorts of creators. And that's in that film, you know, it as it's coming out, Um, because you would have been spent like double that to actually go to the movie theater. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Like, so when you do that math, I'm like, okay, well, I could do the support for my couch. (laughs) And then also everything, everywhere, all at once, chef's kiss, transcendental sci-fi, Michelle Yeoh is incredible. Loved it. So good. Cannot recommend enough. And Prey on Hulu, newest installment of the Predator franchise, badass Comanche hunter and protagonist and her doggo kick alien and settler ass. It was so good. Good luck to you, Leo Grande. Leo Grand, I think is how they pronounce it. I'm like Spanish. So I'm like <laughs> Grande. <laughs> um, so, so excellent. Such good acting. And it was like a compassionate and less fetishizing look at sex work. Um, Mm. it was a bit more of like a a nuanced very like character work Emma Thompson's in it Mm. and let's see best animated movie of the year in my opinion was turning red it was so cute and it's just like kind of another one of these moments in this subgenre of millennial creators doing like inner child generational trauma (laughs) healing through our art and I'm just like so here for it I enjoyed love and thunder Thor love and thunder I think because I was just like it had been so long since I'd seen like a quirky mm-hmm. Thor Taika Waititi, you know, movie. Yeah. And I like just wanted it. Um, and let's see, finally going to end with a standout documentary, actually. Um, Rumble on Netflix. It's about um, all about how indigenous musicians uh, shaped slash still shape the American landscape of quote unquote American music from jazz to rock and roll, which like not surprising but they go through it's rumble is the name of a song by link ray that has no words and was banned it is the only because it like made people feel things and like want to (laughs) rebel and dance and like fuck or whatever but yeah it's the only non-word like only instrumental song to ever been banned wild uh yeah and yeah so it goes through about how charlie Patton was likely you know black and indigenous um living mm-hmm. in the south and yeah just all of these um you know incredible figures and then also people he didn't know about so yeah cool. so good and i want to see tar because dyke kate blanchett is like everything <laughs> we love that <laughs> it's like an internet sensation um and then also wakata forever because i want to know what the hype's about yeah yeah bring tissues i hear so <laughs> All right, I have created a corner in this virtual realm for pod- for podcasts because I churned through a lot of audio content and I thought it would be, why not? I have no other reason to recopilar or put together like a list. So here it is. Uh, for current events, critical perspectives, and totally like incredible necessary conversations, I have the Red Nation podcast, Gender Reveal. Uh, should I go through and say what these are? I have no idea. <laughs> But like, I that would take forever. Um, you can look it yeah. up. <laughs> For the Wild, Possibilities Podcast, How to Survive the End of the World, Emergent Strategy Ideation Institute's Podcast, Disorderland, which is about mental health um, or lack thereof. It's very good. Zora's Daughters, um, Final Straw Radio, and obviously Outsources on KGNU, my local radio mm-hmm, station, mm-hmm. which is where this gentleman volunteers with a queer collective as a producer and just released an episode about the non-binary Hebrew project, which I interviewed the collaborators of. So yeah, that's a, a fun thing that I also do audio production wise. Nice. Um, more podcast. Well, that's like not a podcast, it's a radio show, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Witchlandia, Contemplation, Poetry, Spirituality, or whatever, um, Dr. Jaya John's I Will Read For You. This is so incredible. He reads his poetry to you, and he has the most sonorous, incredible voice. He's a black indigenous um, person from New Mexico, and yeah, just incredible poet, and just like read to me. Poetry Unbound, uh, On Being with Krista Tippett, Tarot for the Wild Soul, if you're interested in tarot stuff, Moonbeaming for other witchy things, and then also Ghost of a Podcast, which is an astrology podcast that I enjoy. Writing, literature, etc. cetera. Uh, LeVar Burton Reads, so good. If you loved reading Rainbow, why aren't you listening to this? It's incredible. <laughs> um, and then also Deadline City, which is Danielle Clayton and Zoraida Cordova's podcast, which they talk Very about cool. all things like... Um, publishing industry and also craft and they do interviews and it's just like fun friend banter from people who have who are like literally shaping and changing the you know the landscape of fiction writing and um yeah ya generally so yeah so many things recommended thank so you so many things <laughs> <laughs> What are you most looking forward to about 2023? I'm looking forward to reading more books. I don't think I need to read as many as I did this year, next year. But, you know, <laughs> like, I'm always looking forward to books, baking more bakes and knitting new things. Um, I'm really trying to work toward like having a more relaxing life that makes time for things that I love instead of things that I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so I've been working on that and it's been it's been good. I like to be home and there's nothing wrong with that. So nothing wrong with that. <laughs> what about you? Well, I just remembered that I might see you next year. I, I think know. I will. I'm yeah, I think so. Coming out to your <laughs> neck of the woods for a trip. So in Very May. excited. So I'm definitely going to see you, which I'm looking forward to. Oh my gosh. Yay. And I love <laughs> that this and want this for you, like less, fewer <laughs> shoulds, you know, and mm -hmm, doing what brings mm -hmm. you joy because life is too effing short, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm most looking forward to wrapping up my higher ed admin job and leaping into the void of creative entrepreneurship and freelance work and writing and art making and audio production. Nice. You got this. Thank You're you. You're doing so many things. Thank you. I know. It's so many. <laughs> okay. Now we're going to talk about like the questions that you all asked. And this year I use this app called not gonna lie um because it's like going around on my like knitting accounts where people like can submit anonymous questions for a link so um i gave that a try and we did get some anonymous questions quite a few so if we didn't say who is asked the question then it's from not gonna lie so we don't know who asked the questions <laughs> got you got you and this will okay. be rapid fire no prep yes. we're doing it no prep okay. let's go <laughs> melissa asked what's your favorite part about having a podcast i really like getting to talk to kelly every couple weeks about books and things that are going on we catch up on the in-between but it's really fun um and i just like love our discord and our little community that we've created it's so fun talking to y'all um and just getting to know you and wild that we have people listening from around the world um but i really appreciate all of our listeners and just being able to make this space for kelly and i to do this fun creative thing oh my gosh i'm just like <laughs> all, all like bubbly inside <laughs> effervescent inside oh my gosh so true <laughs> Yeah, I think that like the gift of having like a creative container that you like co-create with someone and then to have it be something that is kept as 
more in touch, I think, than we would have mm-hmm. been if we hadn't been making this together with like moving oh, across the world, across the yeah. world. Well, not across the country, it's across the, world, across the country, <laughs> it's a big country. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also second the like being able to essentially like create community out of the ether, mm-hmm. right? Because it was like yeah. this thing that I don't know, I didn't really have anyone to discuss any of this with and now yeah. we have like a whole coven of people and it's, yeah. it's really nice tears happy tears <laughs> for <Klempt. laughs> um gray asked what was your favorite episode of the year i'm gonna say bloodmarked or the lost dreamer ditto uh, yeah because they were my favorite reads of the year <laughs> yeah um and then i also yeah i'm trying to think of like back in season four before like earlier this year and i'm coming up with nothing so we'll go with that don't remember (laughs) (laughs) great also asked and i love this question um how do you feel about the sff options now versus when you started the podcast great question i've been ruminating on this for a few days actually really do you want to go first yeah um okay i said that and now i'm like okay conjure something <laughs> coherent word. god damn it <laughs> um i i think that there's um like certain we've gotten away from like just white cis women being tentpole mm-hmm. properties in the yeah. ya fantasy genre and i think it's like about damn times way past time that the publishing industry see that because i think the readership has known that mm-hmm. the landscape is so much wider deeper richer fuller you know, of stories and voices that aren't necessarily prioritized or are like literally marginalized. Like yeah. you can see it institutionally. And and now I just think there's, there's so, I, I would go so far as to say is there's more books now and we're like, w- there will never be enough time to read yeah. all of the cool books, you know, yeah. all of the books that are getting recommended. And also it's all it's something to think about, like there's more social media hype now mm-hmm. than there was before, which would like, it, I don't know if it was as driving of a force back in 2018 when we started, you know, mm-hmm. or if it was like, we were not in that like realm. So like, we didn't yeah. know, you know what I mean? Fair enough. Um, yeah. So I've, I've enjoyed seeing like lots more books inspired by like people's diaspora, like wherever that, whatever that means to different people. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something I don't think we really had. We had some at the beginning with like Tommy Adiemi, but it's just like really taken off or even like the lost dreamer just seeing, you know, yeah. those mythological stories or creation stories or magic or, you know, different knowledges um, from around the world has been really cool. Um, and I don't know if maybe we just weren't aware because we were like not so much on social media, but it's just like you said, it's been great to just see more books from, you know, black, indigenous people of color, more queer books. And um, just the landscape has changed so much. Um, but I think most for the most part for the better in some ways um there have been some terrible things where i'm just like why is this still happening um but yeah. as far as books being published i think i think it's a lot more diverse than it used to be and i've really appreciated seeing new and different stories oh and then also there's so many more stories about like revolution now yes which i'm like yes which is like a definitely a core theme that we've you know drawn out mm-hmm. in various conversations but there's like so many there the stories are literally and metaphorically about world making like it's like meta you know it's like you're making the world and then they're also there they're like you're making a fictional world but then they're also the reader is seeing that like oh my hopefully seeing like oh yeah my world is also constructed 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, someone from Not Gonna Lie asked how we're feeling today, which was an odd question to get two weeks before we were. <laughs> I can't recording. say how I'm feeling two we- how I was feeling yeah. two weeks ago, but today I feel just like full of joy. I have a friend visiting. I'm talking to another bestie, and just um, but I've also you know had friends with some and family like chosen family and biofam with some health stuff going on. So I don't know. I'm just kind of like inhabiting the the paradox the both and of mm-hmm. of life i guess yeah i would say same i feel fairly happy that we get to do this today but also like end of the semester don't feel like i'm done even though i'm done so you know that's always like anxiety <laughs> always anxiety we have mm-hmm, that in common mm-hmm. <laughs> what was your favorite show as a kid I think mine was definitely Boy Meets World. I was obsessed with that show when I was a kid. I loved it so much. And some of it does not hold up today, but some of it does. Um, and I really love that show. Obviously, I love Sean. He was my fave because, yeah, I don't know. Did you watch that show as a kid? No. I know we're different. Okay. You're we're a little not bit that like far apart more age, mature than but, me. Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I don't like cartoons, so I didn't watch cartoons very much as a kid. Um, yeah. And I still don't like them. <laughs> What about you? I kind of had a hard time thinking about this. Um, I would say reading Rainbow mm-hmm. and also liked Arthur growing up. Nice. Yeah. And Cartoons, that's more normal. <laughs> I don't know. I watched a lot of SpongeBob. Not that I really liked it, but mm-hmm. I also watched like shitty MTV and like yeah. VH1 and stuff, you mm-hmm. know, like because I was yeah. a fat of that moment same yeah um but those definitely weren't my favorite weren't my favorites i i would say like it would be cool to be a kid now and have so many rad cartoons to watch like steven universe and owl house on disney and like uh yeah just so many so many cool ones avatar the last airbender but (laughs) now i just watch them as an adult my inner child watches them So we got like three questions about our my romantic lives on Not Gonna Lie, like asking if we were talking to anyone, like our relationship statuses, like that sort of thing, which are I'm like, blushing? I know I'm like, y'all are so brave, like wild. Um, but I don't think we talk about our partners very often on the show. So mm-hmm. I'm married and have been with my husband since I was 18 years old. I am 33 now. We've been together for like 15 years. So I'm sorry to say to whoever asked this question. <laughs> <laughs> I am taken and not interested in expanding that relationship to other people. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am also partnered to a cool soft boy whom I love <laughs> deeply. And we have two doggos. And yeah, that's the situation for now. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. Who knows in the future? <laughs> we'll see. Everything could change. <laughs> Favorite part of your body? Odd questions. Yeah, odd it's questions. It's fun to see the anonymous ones. I feel like um, I'm going to be the person that says the clitoris. Oh, interesting. Okay, did not, was not expecting that. <laughs> Sorry to throw you off. I was off. thinking like, <laughs> no, it's fine. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I would say probably my hair. I'm very happy with it. And that took a lot of work. So, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Hard one. Yeah, yeah. Biggest fear. Ugh. Biggest fear. I have so much anxiety about so many things that I can't, like, it depends on the day. I am scared of dying. That is a fear of mine. 
because I think there's nothing after this. So <laughs> that's a fear I have. <laughs> wow okay yeah we're getting into the deep cuts here Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. i would say mine are more around like rejection and abandonment Mm. oh yeah oh also yes feel those you know like or like being seen but not understood or witnessed you know what i mean just like i think it's like especially as like my disability has become more salient Mm -hmm. in the pandemic like not like it wasn't Mm -hmm. before but it's a different a whole different kind of salience right now um and I think forever now but um but yeah I guess yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there yeah yeah I also worry about bad things happening a lot like to me to my husband to Lainey like so yeah (laughs) also a fear (laughs) yeah favorite movie um hard one this is like kind of an easy one for me but i'm gonna have to say three because that it is what it is um captain america the winter soldier captain america civil war (laughs) and um emma the 2021 with anna taylor joy okay those are my favorite movies yes (laughs) oh amazing that was easy for you i know (laughs) i think about these questions a lot (laughs) i could just like perseverate endlessly on this damn um Kelly has no Can I pass? Movies. I have no pass. idea. Yeah, that's okay. I don't know. I used to like certain fantasy films, and now I don't like them anymore. Yeah. Um, that yes. will not be named. And yeah. but like, it's so much bigger than that. I feel like I have to pick one now. You don't. I just had. I I tricked the question. I have said three things. I like. I'm like more into shows recently than movies. I think. Yeah. I mean, I didn't pick anything new. So. Oh, I recently watched Lady Shatterly's Lover. Oh, was and it good? was sexy and it was beautiful and yeah, it was good, but definitely not my favorite movie, but forgot to put that in. Yeah. Okay. Um, Someone asked if we had any cute friends, I guess for themselves. Um, I have lots of cute friends, many of whom are partnered and I don't know you, so I'm not going to suggest any of my friends. <laughs> uh, Similar. Ditto. Yeah. Gray asked, where is your favorite library? I really loved this question. I've actually mostly worked in a lot of libraries. Um, I really enjoyed working at the libraries in Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, Mm -hmm. I do think they have some work to do. Uh, I'm sure they do. (laughs) Like many libraries, but they're very welcoming environments. And I appreciated that they weren't libraries where everyone needed to be quiet um, and, you know, only silent reading Um, they were like more of community centers than um, a place just for people to come in like kids were very welcome there and young people and I appreciated that so um, I really enjoyed working in those libraries oh that's great I would say I don't know if it's a favorite library but I have a favorite library memories Mm -hmm. I guess of being in my hometown library which is the Jefferson County Public Library in Evergreen with my Oma she would always go to the library and so we would go and yeah she would get her books and I would get mine and yeah it was just beautiful it was great both of my uh grandmothers were both very into libraries my other grandmother was like super active in her friends of the library and was always like doing library book sales and sending things for me to me that she found like but yeah, I, I like this question too. Yeah. Um, do you have any pets? Yes, I have two dogs. One is a pit bull and the other is a pit bull something. And they're both very cute and cuddly. 
Yeah, I have one cat, Lainey. I've just had her for seven years. Um, and she's also like the first pet I've ever had other than like a turtle when I was a, like a child and fish. So um, I love her. Oh, <laughs> I love Lainey too. Official podcast. <laughs> the podcast. What are your worst character traits? I like this question. <laughs> it's a good one. I feel like I have a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I think for myself, I would say tendency towards perfectionism Mm -hmm. and depressive tendency to withdraw instead of reach out. (laughs) (laughs) We probably should have different kinds of friends who like force (laughs) us to not do those things. We try and hold each other accountable. Yeah, we do. Um, I also feel like I talk too much. So what? Are you serious? No way. Yeah. Yeah. Can I put the kibosh on that? (laughs) Well, good luck trying to convince me. (laughs) (laughs) Victoria asked how we got so cool. Thank you, Victoria. This was a very kind question. It was. It's making me blush because I'm like, literally never been cool or popular in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Same, same. I think right now is like maybe the most friends I've had as an adult. And I still am like, why are these people friends with me? They're like, me? Really? Me? Are you sure? Are Are you you sure? sure? And I'm like, yes, I'm sure. But I don't know. Maybe being not cool for so long has turned us actually into being cool. Because we embrace who we are. Now we're just like, this is who I am. Like it or not. This is it. Yep. Victoria also asked, what book, movie, or TV universe would you live in if you had to pick? Um, I am going to pick the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, I know that there's a possibility that I would die from something ridiculous, like Hulk throwing a car at me. But if it gave me the chance to partner myself with Bucky Barnes, I would take that in like no time. <laughs> Marv- MCU, MCU. Mm-hmm, good one, mm-hmm. good one. I like um, this question. I do too. I'm going to say, um, Victoria, I appreciate this, Avatar The Last Airbender or Legend <laughs> of Korra because I just like the idea of bending elements is like so freaking cool to me. I just, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Um, someone asked for a favorite book, boyfriend slash girlfriend slash partnership. Or like if we had to pick a boy book, boyfriend or girlfriend or partner. That's how I took it. Okay. Same. That's what how I understood it. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, resand potentially. I was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> God, I know. I hate that. I'm like so into it. Mm-hmm. But mm, let me think. But he seems like a good partner. I think like, definitely not Feyre. Goodbye. No, I mean, no, no, or Cell. But I feel like he's like so grumpy. But maybe that actually, actually, that makes sense. So I'm gonna, yeah, grump and sunshine. Um, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would say I would date or have any of the Brown sisters be my girlfriend. Oh, from good choice, Talia good Hibbert choice. series, like they're all so cute and adorable and wonderful and sexy and awesome. Agreed. Yes. Have you ever been fired from a job? I have not. Me either. Too much of a. I like this question. Rule follower though. though <laughs> to do. Oh that. yeah, perfectionism means that you never get fired. From well, a job. well, and like the. <laughs> Be like, what does the authority figure need from me? Assessing yes. constantly hypervigilance of that's mm-hmm. just, just, you know, been developed over years. So, yeah, yeah. No, that's not yeah. a problem. <laughs> uh, leave left a job, though. Have left. Yes. Quite a few. Um, one friend you're thankful for. 
I feel like this is not a fair question. I'm not picking just one. I'm not picking just one either. It's a whole constellation of people because mm-hmm, I don't also mm-hmm. don't want to fall into the, like the trap of like your, you know, the whole like repeat the paradigm my... of like your one romantic partner has to fulfill yeah, everything. Yeah. It's like an or un... like you have to have one best friend. Yeah, you know? it's an untenable situation. Like more abundance, yeah. more love, more yes. friendship. Yes, but on that note, I am thankful for this friendship and that we get to do this together and make this together. It's It feels very special, um, and I've appreciated our journey and our friendship, um, but I am thankful for lots of people, not just Kelly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you for saying that. I just, like, it's a love fest all around. I hope y'all can feel it because we're wrapping up. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. That's it. Thank you, Thank everyone. Thank you for listening um we hope you all have a safe and wonderful holiday season should you celebrate um let us know about all your faves of the year when i post this i'll put it in a little question box so people can tell us all their favorite things or a few question boxes um and we'll be back soon with all new episodes i think kelly mentioned at the beginning we will be back with atlas six but i have worry seven things out of order so i don't remember where we are in our calendar <laughs> The release calendar is different than the reading calendar. Yes. February 7th, subscribe and you will never, never miss an episode. Yes. And in the meantime, come say hi to us, mostly on Instagram at the library coven. We love chatting with y'all and let us know what you'd like to see from us in 2023. Yay. You can subscribe, obviously, wherever you get your podcasts. And we'd also really appreciate it if you would rate and review the show, spread the word to other people out there give the free gift of recommending rad queer interracial <laughs> podcasts <laughs> i don't know all the things we've got all the things covered oh disabled disabled yeah i forgot about that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just a little asterisk on both of our lives yes whatever yes yes or you know you. give the gift of pretending of of like having some podcast friends yeah. <laughs> if you're able to support our labor financially, that would be amazing. You can make a one-time donation to us on coffee. You can support us monthly on Patreon or by shopping at our bookshop.org affiliate page. Until next time, stay magical. Bye.